this day on August 10th, 2020, the company of Steamforge Games has maliciously and deliberately killed the game of Guild Ball. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We got Pete here with the Mountain Man, John Stokes, and Chris, non-tech, not surprisingly not so angry you in. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> So we just we're doing this episode because Steamforge today and it's just so crazy that the announcement was called the end of Guild Ball and there was this whole blog about it and man this is just really a shitstorm. Yeah. Really. That's a good thing to call it, I think. Well nice. and and here's the thing that's really crappy about this, right? So we'll go into a lot of the ins and outs of this and kind of our reactions because, you know, we did start as a Guild Ball podcast. We brought John, you on because you were a great hunter player and brought a lot to the podcast. This is what we cut our teeth on. This is what the podcast was built around. So, I mean, this this is a, it's a little personal for me just because this is what kind of we cut our teeth on. So we'll, we'll go into it, say kind of our feels and what we kind of think and suspect and whatnot. But the thing that I'm just going to lead off with that is probably just the shittiest thing that I saw was we, we had obviously the Gen Con announcements, which, you know, is great, whatever, but Steamforge games purposely left out Guild Ball. And there were a lot of people that made note of that. They were like, Hey, Guild Ball, you said nothing about what, what about Guild Ball? And Rich Loxham, one of the people that runs the damn company, people asked him about it. He like, hey, any update Rich with Guild Ball? Got a smiley face from Rich. And then he's like, something's coming, winky face. And it's like, usually if you're doing like that, usually that's a positive announcement. It's not like, oh yeah, your game's fucking dead. You know, it's just, there, it kind of seems a lot like a douchey move. Yeah, so my thought was, hey, maybe something's coming from this field test. They've got some great ideas. They're kind of revamp this game. They're going to... We're going to get some more guild ball going. Fucking. Or some minor guilds that we've been waiting for. Oh, yeah, my no God. Yeah, Kid Blackheart. I mean, we're we're never going to see Kid Blackheart, Chris. I don't believe that's true. You don't believe it, huh? Yeah, which is part of the reason why I'm not super upset. Okay. So, I mean, here's the thing. I've always been of the opinion that, like, guild ball, you know, there, there would be a time where they just brought it to an end, right? Like, and Matt has kind of, you know... I think he's just straight out said that, that like there is an expiration date on Guild Ball. So it hasn't been a secret. Yeah. So, I mean, like I knew that that day would come. Right. And I was hoping that it would come at the end of season five, that we would get all the stuff. But I, I mean, I kind of, I know everyone's going to want me to be like all upset, but the truth of the matter is they're a company that Guild Ball was their first game. Um, There are some issues with, continuing to grow it that I don't think they anticipated. And it's, it's probably just not fun for them anymore. Right? Like, I mean, it correcting Guild ball is probably just a lot more work and it's not fun. So they decided, Hey, we're not going to do it. Yeah. It's probably not fun listening to people bitch about the stupid decisions they make and the lack <laughs> of effort they put into it. Well, that's my problem, right? Is that it's not about, stopping a game because you know it's a business i get it that you can't run everything you can't please everybody but one this is the game that is the flagship of your company this is the game that you built to get your company up and running this is the game that people have you know basically built you up from and the fact that you are just going to cut loose and the, and the, honestly the reasons that they gave are bullshit the reasons that they gave were they're like, you want to know what? COVID's around. We were going to finish it, but, co- you know, COVID. And then the second reason they're like, and you want to know what? We love the game, but each time we brought out something cool, it was either OP or the community thought it was bullshit. It's like, so you're blaming the community because you don't have the balls to fix your game the way you want because you're afraid you're going to scare some players away that don't like your changes. Hold on, hold on. I want to go through every one of those points because every one of those points makes me mad. First of all, (laughs) oh, COVID came around, so now you can't get their models. You couldn't get their fucking models a year ago. (laughs) Yeah, COVID, no, we can't get models anymore. Nothing to be sold. Yeah, you had fucking problems for two years now selling shit. That wasn't the problem. No doubt. So regarding the COVID thing, and this isn't me defending Steamforge, but does is anybody aware of like what miniature sales have done during COVID? Like, I, I just don't know that information. And I, I wish I, 
I had it, right? Have we seen other games that have been like thriving in sales or are all sales down because stores are closed? Here's the thing. I would argue if you look at weird games, which is Malifaux, which everybody knows I've been playing the crap out of. So I would argue that weird games is about the same size. Yeah, about the same size as Steamforge games. I would even argue that weird because they don't do all the special licensing that Steamforge does. Steamforge might be bigger than weird games. And I feel like weird games has been done a very solid job. They've gotten new models out to people. They've been producing. They have new content out. They have ga- they have games that they have this one game. It's called The Other Side, which apparently has gotten so many bad, just like so many bad breaks that it's yeah, kind it of sucks. ridiculous. But well, I see people think it, it's actually cool, but they haven't been able to get it because it's really had problems getting off, you know, the ground. But here's the interesting thing is they're still during Gen Con, they're like, hey, we got stuff coming from this. Just stick with it. It'll be there. And, you know, you can enjoy it. And it, it's one of those things where this whole COVID thing just seems like a cop out. It just seems like you want to know, we want to save some money. And this would be like if if Weird Games decided to kill Malifaux and say, you want to know what? We're going to do all these cool new games. Malifaux has kind of run its course. Let's just let it die. It would have been one thing if they'd finished the game out. Yeah, I, I agree. Season yes, five. I, been, I agree it, with that. It would have been a great time to end it, but you got to fucking finish it. You can't yeah. just say, oh, yeah, well, here's all the names of all the minor guilds. Here, have this little tease. Here's all the names of them. Oh, yeah, but you'll never see them. But, but that's, not what, that's, not what the, that's not what they said, right? Like, they definitely yeah, left the door what they open said. to, like, re- revisit Guild Ball in the future. Like, I think we actually will see those minor guilds. Just like... Uh, I just hope we like, do. I hope, they sell, I hope they sell the game to somebody else and somebody else, a good company, makes it. Okay, or, or it could be a situation like what Games Workshop has done with... Uh, Blood Bowl, right? Like Blood Bowl was dead for a long, long time, and there were enough people that still wanted to play it, still liked it, and eventually they came out with more stuff for Blood Bowl, so, and it just wasn't a priority for Games Workshop, right? Steamforge could do the same thing. They're they're developing new games, but did Blood Bowl have all the shit that Steamforge did the past two years? Well, no. Here's the difference, right? Because as a matter of fact, they did say that, Chris. Jamie Perkins even said that the remaining four minor guilds were not going to be releasing miniatures or rules for those final remaining guilds. They're not going to do it. Hmm. And obviously, the door is open. Sure, there can be some fan-made shit or maybe another company comes in and buys the rights or whatever. But the fact is, you're comparing it to Blood Bowl, which Blood Bowl is a third, fourth, fifth game for Steam or for uh, Games Workshop. This is the equivalent of Games Workshop got its start on 40K and Fantasy. This is the equivalent of if Games Workshop all of a sudden just killed off Fantasy and killed off 40K. Which they should kill off Fantasy, but that's a whole different story. They, they didn't. They actually did a smart thing. They didn't kill it off. They did the smart thing, and yes, they Made pissed people me off. They pissed me off. And by making this new game that wasn't the old, but you want to know what? They brought in a ton of new people by freshening the rules, making it simpler, and it brought in a ton of new people to play this game. Steamforge is saying, you want to know what? Fuck it, we're done. Because because our players are too competitive. Yeah, right. Because yeah, everybody that leads me to another point. I think that we squarely can blame John for the end of Guild Ball. <laughs> okay. You fucking did this, John. Yep, it's your my fault. Sorry I care too much about your game. sorry i bother you with my friendship sorry sorry i'm competitive and i drive three hours and buy shit to play your fucking game (laughs) so i mean ultimately in the end i think that we will see more from yoba i i don't i truly don't believe that it's absolutely the end i think that what they're doing is saying hey this is this is not where the future of Steamforge is going to be, and we're going to focus on those future things. And at another time, because even more than us being dissatisfied with the fact that we're not getting those minor guilds and all of that, right? Like, you know that they've got to be... You and I both know Jamie, right? Like, you know for a fact that he's way more disappointed than us that those minor guilds aren't going to come out. Yeah. So... I mean, I don't think that it's the end by any means. I think that there's going to be a a deep hiatus, right? I think that potentially with enough support over the course of whatever time period to come, uh, they will in the future revisit it. And maybe it'll be a once a year they release, you know, 
uh, minor guild or something like that. Maybe it's maybe it's a year from now, right? But in reality, that's kind of been what it's been like anyway. So, but here's the problem with that, though, Chris. Is you look at it now, and you look at what they just did, right? You've, I mean, I don't know how much of the reaction you've seen from the community, but there is so much like venom and spite and spewing just negativity for like. There's people talking about. I'm not going to support Steamforged ever again type attitude. Yeah, but I just I just don't believe that, right? Like I think that they're I think Steamforge is moving in a direction where they're going to be developing other things. And I think that I I honestly believe that Matt loves God tier more than he loves Gilball. And that's a big yeah. part of this, right? Like well, that's very evident. That was, yeah, that it's, very, it's very evident. All so, this shit was part of the reason I was hesitant to get into God tier, though, is because, like, okay, this company, you can see they're not really doing shit. You can't get the fucking minis for Guild Ball. I'm trying to get new players in, like, and they ask me, hey, where do I buy this? I like this team. I'm interested in them. Where do I buy it? And I go, uh, yeah. Facebook Marketplace? Question mark? Okay, but that's part of the issue, right? So, like, if Facebook Marketplace, you can buy teams, like, a full two boxes for 27 bucks, which... Someone we know just sold a full set of farmers for twenty-seven bucks. Why would Steamforge, if it's already an oversaturated market, if people are already trying to sell these off, why would they be producing more well, models for well, it? Because they've been the shit in the bed for two years. Yeah, the supply and demand is not there. One, they aren't. They didn't fulfill the supply when it was hot. Yeah. Right? So the now game, there's. So now there's not demand. Yeah. So no, it doesn't in, matter in how the, much the, stuff they have. In the letter, it says every single stocking of minis sold out almost instantly. Well, fucking keep supplying. And then they couldn't keep, keep supplying. That's why the game started to die. So, I mean, in the end, there. this is very clear that if you believe, okay, every game that they start, they're just going to quit it, then I understand that mindset of like, go ahead and sell all your models, right? And get into something else. Go get into Malifaux or whatever. Um Bushido, Pete, Bushido. Um, but but if you believe that this is just a, and this is what I believe that this is a shift in Steamforge priorities, right? That they're taking all those things about guild ball. They're leaving that behind. They've outgrown that first game and now they're going to put all their effort into God tier and other games. I don't think people have problems with that, Chris. I think people have problems with the bullshit excuses they gave and the way they announced it and the way that they're kind of just been saying nothing about Guild Ball and then all of a sudden they just drop this bomb. Because honestly, I have no problem with them saying, we're going to go to another game. We're just not making enough money. you know. But I think the bigger answer here is that they just blame the community and said, you want to know what? We tried new and creative things, but you guys screamed it being overpowered and screamed it was, you know, underpowered. And then I just think they're too scared to change the rules so drastically that they're afraid of the player base then then just giving up on them. And it's like, you want to know what? You're going to make people upset with whatever decision you choose. Instead, you copped out and just said, I'm done. But it's a lose-lose for them, right? Like, because... What are they supposed to do? They're like if they come out with just a very simple statement and say, you know, we hope to revisit Gilball in the future, but we will not be moving forward with any more Gilball at this time. Uh, we have no plans to move forward with Gilball. Uh, you know, we're just bringing it into Gilball. Um, hopefully, if we receive enough demand, we'll revisit it in the future. If they just say that, people are going to be like, oh, well, that's not a good enough explanation. But then when they try and give some reasons, and I'm not saying that I defend the reasons, right? But when they give reasons, people are going to find a way to bitch about the reasons too, right? Like, so, I mean, honestly, how many fandoms out there, and let's let's not even talk about uh, ones for miniatures games, right? Like, how many fandoms, Star Wars, do the fucking fans ruin the fandom just because they want to have a bitch fest about everything? But here's and the thing, so Chris. I feel like you have done that. that. It's not even about that. The fact is that they, instead of just saying the reasons like, hey, we can't about the game has become, you know, it's been a stalemate. It's a competitive game. We don't like, because basically that's what they said. They said they don't like it being a competitive game. They've been trying to make this a game where, you know, they can include everybody. And even the casuals are having a great time, which I think the casuals are having a great time anyways. It's just those things that 
if you go to a tournament, you can expect some really competitive play with Guild Ball, but you can still go to your shop and get a great game of Guild Ball in. I think the issue that they needed to address is I think they need some kind... Listen, it's been like how many years? Like six years of Guild Ball where it's the same bullshit. It's like score 12 points, goals and takeouts. It's like, get some other way to win the game in there. Get some other way to get people interested and get the game more interesting. Please, get some al- yes. get some alternate, like some bonus something to incentivize people passing the ball around. You know, like j- there's so many mechanics they could have introduced to make scoring and passing an incentive, but they're too scared to piss off the old guard. They're too scared to move it forward. So instead, they left it stale. They left it the same. And people just got tired of it. That's why I stopped fucking playing. Because the, it was the same game. They the It was not interesting. And it just it, it was just the same crap. I'm just like, th- this is not an interesting game anymore. And you couldn't, you couldn't get new people into it. Cause so, they, cause- okay. They've said that... I, I agree. I think that the rule sets needed all sorts of new elements. We've had whole podcasts about ways that they could change this game to make it more interesting, right? I, I'm not disagreeing with any of that, Pete. But the bottom line is it would be a lot of work and they would be committing a lot of man hours to change and fix Guild Ball. And maybe the just a simple, you know, the, the numbers just reflect, hey, we're not going to devote Jamie to doing this for three months when we have these other intellectual properties that we could be expanding on that are going a lot better. Let's just take what we've learned from this experience, not allow those things to creep into our other games. Think of all the lies spewed with this stupid field test and this stupid like, oh, we're rebalancing and oh, give us your ideas. We want your feedback. Think about all that dumb bullshit that they spewed. And now they're just like, Eh, we were gonna try it, but you know, yeah, fuck off, you know. Well, yeah, the, the community well, definitely let's didn't. Let's hear from John. Let's hear from John. Let's hear from John a little bit. I just want to cuss. I just, mm-hmm. I, just uh, I don't want to cuss. I just want them to sell the game to a company who's gonna who's gonna finish it and and do what it should be done. Maybe we should buy it. The Rage Quit Wire. Guild Ball by the Rage Quit Wire. I'll give them hundred bucks for the rights to it. <laughs> and I'm hiring Bryce back. That's what the fuck. That's another thing I want to talk about. Where's Bryce in this? Got fired. Mm-hmm. He, he so the, all the work he put into it, he don't get a little part of the letter. Everybody got part of the letter. Maybe maybe it's because Bryce was like, no, we aren't fucking ending this. We put too much goddamn work in it, and we got to finish out the what, what we said we're going to finish. And, and they're like, no, Bryce, we're not doing it. And he's like, fuck you guys. Maybe well, that's what happened. It, I don't know. It seems like every game is moving toward toward Kickstarter. So go ahead and start a Kickstarter. And make part make of that money the hiring of Bryce and buying the IP of Gilball. And, you know, and, and and for everyone that backs the Kickstarter, they'll get one of those minor guilds that were promised and <laughs> it'll be well, delivered and, to them. And here's another thing, right? Because another thing, another thing that people can kind of blame is they're like, well, you know, you look at all these podcasts and all these people and how they're kind of like, you know, incentivizing competitive play and all this stuff, right? Long shanks, blah, blah, blah. And, I think you can tell the health of a game by how much the community makes stuff for the game, right? All these podcasts, all these blogs, all these vlogs, all these battle reports. That's how you can tell a game is really healthy. And if you look at the last year, right, you look at Strictly the Worst, you look at Anatomical Precision, you look at um, Dan's Dumbass Iowa podcast, you look at <laughs> you look wow. you look at Guild Ball Tonight, uh, Sorry, Dan, I just forgot off the top of my head what it was called, but it's you know, the run, the, run the pitch, whatever, there it is. But <laughs> anyways, I had to get one last Fucking stab at Iowa. Dan, you know, on our, on our, <laughs> on our podcast here, but the Iowa guys love to talk trash with us, even the guys that aren't on the podcast. So I love them. But the fact is we had this, used to have this really healthy, like tons of information about Guild Ball, people doing, you know, strategy tips, all this. And then a year ago, it just stopped. Like you look at like, I swear it was right around like September. It just stopped just cold. And it was just like, where did the excitement go? Where did the releases go? Where did, you know, people talking about strategy and teams and all this stuff go? And it, it just was because Steamforge hit a rut and they refused to fix stuff. They refused to move forward with their game. They kept it stagnant. That was the problem. And they kept putting, I mean, everything new they put out was either way too powerful or way too weak. And it was like they weren't testing the shit and putting the effort into it that needed to be done. 
Yeah. And then, and then when you wanted to buy stuff, the older stuff, you couldn't get it. Well, it's, it's also, I mean, so I think that it would be like a nightmare having to introduce new stuff into games. Right. Like just just in general. Right. Because that's what you're going to find. It's either going to be like broken one way or broken the other. And unfortunately, the people that you want to figure out what's broken aren't the people that you're putting necessarily into your playtest community because Alex Botts is running a podcast. Michael Klein is running a podcast. And so you're not going to be. And, and maybe this is just a trust thing, right? You don't want them running your playtest groups and because all of that stuff is going to get leaked out into no, the you community. Can't, you, can't, you, you have to sign a, you know, an NDA or whatever, and you, have, you can't run a podcast or any media outlet if you want to be a playtest for any game, really. Sure. Um, but there's, sure. there's but, but games tough. that they do, they do alpha testing, they do beta testing, and then they release stuff. They don't just sit there, like... You look at so much stuff that gets released by different games, and you can see the different models on, okay, are we trying to balance it, or are we doing power creep? And honestly, I have no problem with power creep. Release broken stuff, but you want to know how you balance broken stuff if you want it to stay broken? You bring more broken stuff, and then you do the power creep. That's what makes some games balanced is like, hey, this is broken, but so is this. But Yeah, see, that's, to me, that seems like a nightmare. That, like that, that sucks. I mean, that's, I, what, I that's, Mal, that's what Malifaux. That's what Malifaux is. Everything's yeah, balanced it, because everything's powerful. It's it. That's not a great incentive for me to know oh, that I love like, it, dude. it's forever just going to be broken. Dude, I love it. It's just and there's so many good like countering and like rock paper scissors. It's just it's awesome and that that's fine if you want to go that way. But if you want to go the opposite way and make sure everything's balanced as well, that can be a constant struggle. That's why War Machine has to do that stupid. Uh, you know, whatever it is where they have to update it every like, month. Or two. Yeah, they have to do that to keep everything updated. And that's fine if that's the way you want to go. But, but that's not. Like, I think that they, I think they're trying to get a balanced game. And I, I think that they're probably disappointed that when they release stuff, it's like, okay, here's the complaint. It's too powerful. It's too weak. I mean, I, I and maybe, and I'm not saying that that isn't their own fault for not, you know, creating the right playtest, but it's, uh, it's, it's frustrating, right? Like obviously they care about balance. Like Steamforge has never released a game that was all fucked up as far as balance goes. Like they've always wanted something that was a balanced game. Right. But I mean, even when there was broken ass shit, I mean, whatever the most broken time a guild ball was, people were still playing everything. You still went to a tournament and saw every fucking guild because it wasn't just about competitive, like they say. It was about people who were like, oh, I'm bringing my fucking navigators no matter what because they're my team. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, guild ball is one of those things where, yes, when you got to the top 10% of gameplay, right? If, when you got to the top 10% of this is the most competitive you can get with guild ball, it was super cagey. It was super, I'm going to deny the ball and I'm just going to kill you one by one. That's the way the game was at the competitive play because that was the consistent way to win. But when you got to the mid and low tables, it was just a blast. Just killing stuff, you know, scoring goals, slamming it in there. It like That's why I think that whole like, oh, you know, you guys didn't allow us to because you were too competitive. It's like, that's bullshit, you know? You know, the, the big, the, I think the one thing that, in the little letter that pissed me off the most when they... It, and I, wrote, I copied and pasted it right here. When matched against lesser skilled opponents or inexperienced opponents, a better player would simply win the vast majority of games. That's a good what, game. What games do you play that aren't like that? <laughs> yeah, every game's going to be like that. So I, I agree with you that there's... I, I take issue with some of the reasoning and some of the logic of their decision as well. Like, I don't want someone to... To take away that, like, I think that everything Steamforge done here has been rosy, like it isn't. But I, I knew this game would come to an end at some point. I, I could see the writing on the wall that, like, this wasn't a fun thing for them to maintain. And I, I'm just not. I, I guess I'm. I guess I'm not super upset because my expectations weren't far off from what's happening. Right? Like, I'm happy to know that within the next week or two. Uh, the rest of the lore is going to be released. Um, I think that or two. I don't think it's going to be that early. You want to bet? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I have no. <laughs> I have no confidence that that will be released like at all. 
Okay, well, somebody is, sources close to Steamforge have told me that it'll be a week or two. Yeah, we'll see. Um, and then, and word, then we'll get the season five. as good as mud to me. Okay, so we'll see what the end of the season five stuff would have looked like as far as lore goes. I I would still get a lore book if if it gets released. I love that story, and I think that one day we could see the release of you know, some minor guilds and those types of things. I, I, like, I, I just don't see it as, as the ultimate end. Um, and it's something that if they're going to take a break from it, well, guess what? Now's the time because there hasn't been a strong pull for Guild Ball lately. And they're able to build up these other games. And I think that they're just trying to circle the wagons because they recognize that Atomic Mass is out there. And I don't think this is the time like I, I realize what you're saying. I actually think this is the time since you're not seeing tournament play and you're not seeing you know people playing the game as much. I think this is the perfect time they could have been designing season five. I think this is the perfect time where they could have pooled what resources they have. They're gaining money from these other games and said, you want to know what? We're putting, and I would be fine with this. I would be fine with them saying, you want to know what? We're going to put Guild Ball on hold for a year. We're working on season five balancing. We will release, you know, a beta during this time next year, next summer, where you can play test the rules and we'll tweak the guilds from there. And then we will release season five and that's going to be the last season. And that's going to be what you get. I would have been perfectly fine with that. This is just bullshit. I, just- I agree that would be better. Like, I, I, I don't want anyone to take away that I'm not, I don't have disappointments or that I don't think that would be a better plan. Like, that's, that's obviously what I hoped for. Either finish it like you said you were going to finish it, or just fucking grow a pair and and put the field test shit out. Like whatever the field test results were, put it out, and this is the time to go for it. Where you think it's that's how you get new players. You change the game to get new players and do it. Yeah, test test your own thoughts. Like that's the thing that kind of pisses me off. It's almost like that locks them in the group. The the you know founders of the company don't have the stones to make their game, like they said, we want it to be new player friendly and to be less competitive. Well, then make your game to be that way. Test it out. And if you're right, you're going to make your money back. And if you're wrong, then you want to know what? You can <laughs> you're go back lose your company. And you, and you lose the whole company, I guess. See, but I can understand somebody not wanting to make that bet, right? Where they're like, okay, the bet is, the bet is make my money back or lose my company. I can totally understand any company saying, Let's move forward with these other games that are showing a lot of promise and that we're really excited to go after. Um, I'm sure they're making great money with the IPs from all the video game stuff. And, you know, this is where we're going to focus, right? Like, I can't expect them to say, hey, let's bet the farm like we're in year one. In in year six. I, I just... I think that it's more than the community can expect from anybody. If if somebody else believes that, right, let them go. Like, I'm only partially joking when I say, hey, run a Kickstarter, go hire Bryce and see if you can make it happen, right? Like, I like if you really believe that, if, if Guild Ball, you think, has so much opportunity to, like, be this monster again, then somebody will back it with those dollars. But in the end, I can't expect... Um, I can't expect Rich and Matt to like bet the farm on a game that like is struggling well, and it clearly is struggling. It's, here's the thing, right? You can say whatever you want about Guild Ball. You can say whatever you want. But I know for a fact that there are a bunch of, you know, Pete Canes out there that are going to look at this and be like, you want to know what? Steamforged, you want to do it that way? That's fine. But don't expect any support moving forward from me. Like, honestly, I'm looking at this now and I'm like, you know what? Maybe fuck these God tier models. <laughs> uh, see, but, uh, see, but yeah. you have a level of like resentment and grudge holding that is like beyond the pale of reason. I don't think that's unique. No, I don't think that's no, unique. No, it's it's no, it's just expectations from Steamforge because they fu- they fucked over the community and it's been shitty for a while, and now we feel like we're owed something. Like, oh, they're because we've stuck with them and we played Guild Ball for a long time, even after it went downhill, and we expect like, okay, they're going to get their shit together. We believe they're going to get their shit together. And it's going to get better. Now, instead, oh, here it is. They give up. Well, I I, I just don't know what the, I I don't I don't know what the what the answer is because like I'm really looking at like this from the standpoint of of of, of trying to balance out both sides, right? Like I would love to see all of that stuff as 
a fan of Guild Ball. And as somebody that's like put a lot of effort into this podcast and to, you know, building up Guild Ball, I mean, like, I, I'm always going to have fond memories of Guild Ball. I'm always going to keep my butchers and cooks models no matter what. I just, I just recognize that, like, from their standpoint, like, it's really easy for the community to, like, say what they think should have been done when they've got, like, no skin in it. All right. Well, let me ask you this, Chris. And I, actually, I'm going to have John respond to it first, then you can think of your response. So Jamie Perkins has been doing pretty awesome tweet of the day every day. He's been like tabletop gamer thought of the day, right, type thing, or developer thought of the day. It's one of those things. But anyways, one of the thoughts that he had, I think it was either yesterday or today, he was like, thought of the day, developers should play their own game in a competitive, you know, sense, or they should play with their community, the game they develop. They think they should get out. Jamie's like, you should get out there and play thoughts. And I think that's part of the problem with the original owners of the company. I think Rich has not played the game in a long time as far as with the community. And when he has, he has gotten smoked so bad because he wants to play this fluffy little game of Guild Ball. And when he goes to a tournament and gets stomped by these competitive players, he got feel bads. And you know what? It's like you should be more in touch with the game and how your game is being played. And if you realize that, oh, that is more competitive than I want to, make it where it's not as certain because there are people that play Guild Ball because they can do the math to a very very tight percentage to know this is the likelihood and if you don't want your game to do that do something like you did with god tier where it's like you want to know what let's use these dice they're a little more swingy so you can still be competitive with it but you know what sometimes bad rolls happen so i don't know what you think about that john if, if that maybe the owners are out of the touch out of touch with the community and their expectations don't meet what the community's expectations have been I mean, I don't know about Rich and all of them playing. I know how I've been to a tournament with Bryce. I know how Bryce plays. So I think Bryce yeah. being heading, you know, heading up Guild Ball was great because he was, Bryce was always at tournaments and he was a, and he was winning. Very, he was a very good competitive player. Yeah. I mean, so he was in touch with the community, but I don't feel like he was just, you know, hardcore only competitive. That's how the game is being played, you know? So I thought he would, he'd be great for the game. I mean, I, I agree. If you're, if, if you don't love the game enough to play it, then yeah, you shouldn't be developing it. Yeah, I feel like the love has not been there with Loxham and and the other owners for a while. So I don't, I don't know, Chris, if you, I think that, I, I think like they're that out of been, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is kind of the nature of, y you think owning a game company is just going to be fun and playing games all the times. And then, it's not. And and then in the end it becomes like work and you're an owner, right? And and it's almost like you could do that was the hold on. So I'm gonna interrupt you for one second. That was the funniest tweet. It was so there was a tweet from it, Matt Hart, and somebody was asking him, like, Oh, have you been, you know, doing this and this for, you know, Guild Ball? And he was like, You know, I know it actually I haven't had the time. I've been busy. And somebody was like, You know, I know it. It's almost like your job is to develop, you know, your game or something. It's like this should be something you're working on. But anyways, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, no, I I I mean, I, I, in some ways, I feel bad for them, right? Like, because obviously when they started, they just wanted to be like, hey, what would be fun as far as gaming that we like as gamers? And I guarantee that Rich wasn't signing up for, let me navigate the pain in the ass of shipping from China. Yeah, right. right. Like, 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 you and I wouldn't want to do that. Nope. That would fucking suck. But... <laughs> I mean, it's the nature of, of running a company, right? And I'm sure that yeah. I'm sure that those guys ask themselves all the time, just like any entrepreneur would, what did I get myself into? And man, I really wish that I was able to make more time for games. I never, I it's sort of like how bakers never have fresh bread in their houses, right? Because they're so busy making bread all day that they don't want to have to make another loaf when they get home. And I'm sure that that's how... I'm sure that's how Rich and Matt feel, right? And I, I think Matt has probably made a little bit more time to play, right? He's obviously made more time uh, with God tier. And I I just kind of see this as like, in many ways, a natural evolution in the sense that like, they're a, a, a snake that's outgrowing its skin or a crab that's outgrowing its shell, right? Like they're, they're saying, listen, instead of trying to rework all of this, let's take the lessons we've learned. It was a good run. We, we don't want to bet the farm on like keeping this going. 
Let's just move forward. And I don't see that that's like a horrific way to go. I'm sure that there's lots of restaurants that have moved on with their menus and taken things off that people always loved that they thought were staples. And, you know, shoe companies that have, have ended certain shoe um, shoe lines and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I, I just don't, yeah, you, you don't, don't, don't have this vitriol you, you know, about it. You don't, no, no, see, no. you don't see McDonald's taking off the Big Mac. Especially you know? not while people are in line waiting for their Big Mac steal. Yeah. <laughs> People are fucking in this restaurant waiting for their food. Like, okay, yeah, we're going to get our food one day. It's going to be good when it gets here. Yeah, uh, they have ended the restaurant. Get the fuck out. <laughs> the McRib uh, isn't on the menu right now, so there. <laughs> There's not people sitting in the restaurant wait, waiting for it, but it takes longer to get Gilball models than it does to get a McRib. <laughs> I, I, again, right? Like, I'm not saying that the things that you're saying aren't valid. I just like. Man, I'm, just, I'm just not. I'm just not ragey about this because, like, I'm just surprised it's not you're not. Norm. I'm just surprised. Well, yeah, you want to know why? Maybe because this has happened too much from this fucking company. It, it's it's happened. It's happened slowly but surely. But I mean, like, there are lots of people out there, right? We've seen it in tournaments. There are lots of people that are competitive players that are like, "Fuck the community! I want to stomp your ass." So, 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 so how many times have we on this podcast talked about what it takes to build a healthy community, right? And how many people out there refuse to listen to that because they just care about stomping people the fuck out? I think that's any game though. I don't think well, that like, game doesn't have those people. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And they, and those people are negatives in the community. Okay, no, that doesn't always. stop the company super, from doing what they want to do. Sorry, there's people who are super passionate about the game and like to win. I mean, the the objective of the game is to win, right? It, sure, and 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 there are always those people at at uh you know th- those people can always make it to those final tables and they can always win, right? But like it, I I have no problem believing that Rich probably sat at tournaments and yeah, probably got stomped out by by other people and thought, man. This isn't what I wanted to make. I Man. didn't want to. I didn't want to create this experience. Well, plus, here's my other problem with kind of what's going on, right? So you have your designers, and you have people like Sherwin who run events like the Free Cities Draft, and they're like, "This was one of the most successful community events we have ever done, ever." Right. I don't understand how you see that excitement and the amount of passion behind a game and you just can't say, like, we can't fix that. Like, there are so many people who, look look at people, they designed apps for free, people that, you know, Steamforge has not given any money, really. They just make it because they're so passionate about the game, which other companies pay people, by the way, to do that. You see people make a site dedicated to statistics you have podcasts made where people are promoting your game. And I can tell you just people looking behind the curtain, Steamforge has a media program that has been laughable and just a fucking embarrassment the past year. Mm-hmm. I literally have posted on there. I have tried contacting the con- the contacts for the, the media page, the people that are now running this. And I'm going to tell you it's an embarrassment how they handle it. You do not get that much as there's, it's not even close to what it used to be. You don't, forget, got, don't forget all the thing those all those amazing pundits did. I mean, so there were some right. fucking amazing pundits. I was a pundit, but I wasn't half a fucking pundit that some of these people were like lawns and, and spending their own fucking money to grow the game for them. Jake Smith out of Greenville, lots of like just lawn, yeah. yeah, yeah. I said lawn, yeah. It just people that did this stuff for free, spending their own money to promote your product that they love so much. And you're going to look at them and you'll be like, this is not savable. We can't save this game. It's like, no, there are tons of people that would rally around this game and say, yes, we will help you develop an awesome season five. We want to bring in. There's been people trying to bring in new blood to guild ball for years now. So I, I just, I think it's bullshit that they're going to be like, we can't save this game. And I, I think Chris, you letting them off the hook is, is kind of a shame. I, I I feel like like I can't believe you're letting him off the hook this much. Uh, well, no, because I mean, like honestly, it, I'm also it, there's a balance here because while I I understand that I would want to see something different from Steamforge, and I'm not saying that I'm not. I also am not letting off the hook the other members of the community, right? Like I'm also not letting off the hook the people that like 
every time they said, hey, what sort of things can we incorporate? It was a bitch fest about what they already knew about That's shipping. Fair. Right? That is fair. Like, so, so how many people, how many people jump ship when there were small growing pains, right? Where like, okay, yeah, there were some delays and they announced that things would be out and then it was months later or whatever. Those are relatively small growing pains. They're inconvenient. They're a pain in the ass. But people like made a huge fucking thing about it and jumped off of the game. People that I loved having as part of that community, right? And so they're, so they're over there thinking like, okay, well, these people are going to hold a grudge forever, and uh, like, I'll, I'll take a guy that I, I, I think is the man. I love Lon. That guy is awesome, right? Losing him is a big loss. But when they lost Lon, right? Like part of it was, I'm sure Lon just has a life and had other things to worry about and what didn't want to focus on Gilball. But the other part was like leaving over a delay in the Nav- Navigators Guild isn't like something that, and I'm not saying that's why Lon left, but um, you know, leaving over these small delays and losing people like that over these small things, like to them, they're reading it like it's an indicator that like, okay, clearly the fan base, clearly the, the fandom isn't as loyal as we thought. And, and, yeah. and I personally, like, I, I, like, I look at myself, right? Like, I'm like, how many times did I have a bitch fest about one of these games? And obviously I'm like, just having a fun time on a podcast, but I, I could imagine that they probably listened to some of those things and thought, well, man, no matter what we do, people are going to be fucking complaining. Why do I we think we've been, the world. I think, I think we've sure. been pretty fair. I, no. And I, I, I agree. Like, and, and to be honest, maybe I'm being more fair to them or more, more gentle on this issue because there have been so many times where I've been like, this is a fucking disaster. Right. Yeah. But, and, and John, you're right. This is the world. But that doesn't mean it's a positive aspect of the world. No, right? but it's Trust also it, it, it both ways. It's also you're not gonna if you don't make a good product and if people aren't passionate about your product, then nobody's gonna bitch because nobody gives a shit. Because so many people were passionate and cared about it. Yeah, they bitch because they they were just passionate about it and they cared and they were upset, like, oh I mean when the hunters got nerfed, I was upset and I bitched about it, but I still had fun playing the game. I was just passionate about the game. Yeah, and and, and to that to that to that mindset, like, I think that you were fair about that, right? Like, it's not like, it's not like Hunter's got a nerve or something like that. And you were like, well, I'm selling all my fucking models, right? But there uh, are so right. many people that do that shit. There, I, I mean, wouldn't say there's so many. It's the squeaky wheel. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Some people think to shut the fuck up and be less squeaky. Well, then well. they need to, <laughs> if, they, if they can't deal with that, then they need to get out of business. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're always going and to they, have and they did. They got out of the ball business. Yes, they did. Well, then you, I mean, I'm telling you, it, but the, how many, I mean, how much money is this going to cost them as a company? Because I'm telling you, Chris, you think that that I'm the extreme. Like, there's going to be not that many people that are just irate about this. But I'm telling you, just from looking around, like, and I'm I'm talking about top tier players. I'm talking about people that run podcasts. I'm talking about people that just casually play the game. There's people that are irate about this and are straight up telling me like I am never touching another Steamforge game product. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm not going to look at the prisoner of the moment post either. Like, I mean, sure, if you're that passionate about the game, fine, run a Kickstarter and go buy the IP. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure they're if they're really not going to do anything else with it, I'm sure they're willing to sell the IP. Right, go put together. Uh, whatever you what, what I have no idea how to how to determine the value of that IP at this point. I don't know if if it's worth a million dollars or it's worth you know half a million dollars. Whatever it is, go put together a Kickstarter. Go find some people that have some money and uh, you know go buy it and then and then create the game. And and if you're if somebody isn't willing to make that bet, if somebody doesn't think Gilball is strong enough to where somebody else should do that, then I don't think that it's that unreasonable what they decided to do. So let's flip the script a little bit here, all right? Because I feel like we've talked enough about kind of what the problems have been and what the things that really kind of grinded our gears. But I want to switch it for this last part of the podcast. And I just want to talk to you guys about kind of what are the good things you remember about Guild Ball? What are some of the good things that you, that make kind of like, 
fuels your anger, the things that you love so much about the game and the things you loved about the community and the company? What were some of those things that really kind of, you know, got you behind this game? And obviously it's going to be different for each one of us. I mean, I loved how it was. It was a competitive game, but it was still a fun community. I mean, yeah, I went to every tournament with the intention to win it because I'm competitive as hell. But even when I wasn't winning it and, or I was on the bottom tables or an opening game versus a new player, I was still trying to have, I still had a ton of fun with it and beer helped, but it, yeah. was, a, it was a fun game. I mean, you know, it, it was a game you could shoot the shit. It was sports. It was killing random shit happened. You're like, Oh yeah, I'm going to roll this dot one die. I need a six to score a goal. And sometimes it fucking happened and everybody laughed and crazy shit happened. And it was just, it was a fun game that still had its competitive edge to it. So I thought it was a good mix for everybody and competitive competition did not kill it. Okay. What about you, Chris? Yeah. So I, the thing that I loved about it is I felt like it was a very relatable game, right? I felt like you could demo this for somebody. And as you demoed it, they were thinking, you know what? I I worked in this job. My dad was a stonemason, so I'm going to play the masons, yeah. right? Like I thought that was pretty cool. Um and definitely like more relatable as far as like the culture of the game than a lot of other miniatures games that are out there. People people can't necessarily relate to some of the other some of the other entities that are out there in uh in the world of tabletop gaming. And so I, I always liked the experience of getting somebody into Guild Ball. Um, I'll always remember, I feel like, you know, with a couple of years ago where our community out here was really strong and we had like a lot of people that would show up and play. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll always view that fondly. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm always going to, I'm always going to keep my models. I always felt like from the mindset of the theme, but also the play style of those butchers and cooks. Um, that was just right up my alley. I, I, I have rarely found a pairing like that when I uh, have played a miniatures game. So I'll always view Guild Ball fondly, and, and maybe maybe it's that nostalgia that's why I'm giving uh, a more generous view of Steamforge's decision. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the thing that I loved most about the game of Guild Ball and Steamforge games up to a point is that this is a game that it is it was the most engaging community game I have ever seen up to that point. I thought the rules were super easy to learn. They were clean. There was no debate. I didn't have to read a rule book for an hour while I was playing the game. It was all just there. And then the first community event that I played, the Union and Chains one, it was just amazing. Just the fact that there was so much community involvement. The community had so much say in what, how the story was going to develop. And then on top of that, you had the Free Cities draft. Plus, you had your developers and your writers who were so accessible to the community. You actually had people like Bryce and people like Jamie and people like Sherwin and every other developer and, and person that they had working for them that you could literally sit there and talk with them. And you didn't even have to be anybody like you didn't even have to be, you know, on a podcast. You didn't even have to be, you know, somebody that was a game designer. You could go to a tournament, walk up to them and just share what you love about the game. I remember when we went to SteamCon, which was a beautiful event, which was an event that I think is very unique to what companies do today. Right. And I just love the fact that we had our boys, Russ, and we had Rick and probably somebody else who basically fanboyed Sherwin and talked his ear off for hours trying to get, you know, Rick's trying to get a model named after him and after his likeness. And, you know, they're just eating up everything Sherwin's saying, like, you know, getting the vapors as Sherwin's talking to him. And it, it's just that's the stuff that Steamforge was just awesome about and why I loved him so much. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm I'm definitely sad to see see Gilball go. I I, 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 I guess my, if, if people really want Guild Ball back in the future, then keep doing things that you can with what's available, right? Don't be of the mindset that I'm going to run out and sell all my shit and I'm going to hate Steamforge forever, right? Like, okay, take the positives that you experienced, right? Like, it would still be fun to have a farewell Guild Ball event 
right? It doesn't have to be a huge one. You can take, this can go another way too, Chris. This could go, the events and a lot of the other stuff in the past years have been fan driven. So this could go the way of Warhammer 8th edition, right? There was a great community that basically took the 8th edition rule sets for Warhammer Fantasy and they made their own rule set tweaking some of the stuff. And there's still some people that actually play that edition because they like it so much and it's a fan driven community. So that's kind of the way Guild Ball could go. If people still are very passionate about the game, I would encourage them to, you want to know what? Fuck Steamforge. We're going to keep this game going. We got all our models. We have a good salt. You can even go back to like third season if you wanted to do, you know, season three stuff, which I hear a lot of people like, oh, you know, 3.2 or 3.5 was the best, you know, version of Guild Ball. Fine, man. You want to take, make a rule set with all those old third edition rules and go ahead and keep playing the game that you love. That's definitely, to me, there's two ways you can basically tell a company to fuck off. And that's one, you can do what I do and just say, fuck it, you know, you're dead to me. Or you could do what I've seen other people do and just, you want to know what? Let's keep playing the game. We love it in spite of this shitty company and what they've done to us. I'll choose option two. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, John. What what, what option are you taking? Are you taking play? I'm waiting for the Kickstarter and somebody somebody else to resurrect this game. Yeah, fair. That's fair. I I I still have all my shit. I'm not getting rid of it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, at this point, they're, like whole teams are selling for like 25 bucks. So there's no reason to sell your teams right now. Yeah. Plus, they're good D&D models. You got a good set of D&D models, folks. Yeah. yeah I, I, <laughs> I, what I want, I want to I talk to Bryce. I want Bryce to come on and talk to us. So there's some awesome things for people that they should be on the lookout for. I know, I believe it's today. I'm going to release this. I'm going to edit through the night. I'm going to release this Tuesday morning. And I believe Craig from Third Floor Wars actually interviewed Jamie Perkins for this week's episode. So I'm very curious to see what Jamie says before the release of this notice. Ooh. Yeah. That's interesting. But yeah. And Bryce started his own podcast. Did he? I I just like that today. I'm going to listen to the episode tomorrow, I think. Yep. Curious to see how Bryce kind of goes from here. Uh, it's something uh, has I for wargaming, I think. Yeah, yeah, it has I in there because you know he's Scottish. Like A Y E, yeah, an I for games. That's what it is. Uh, so check that one out. Put that on your uh, old listening podcast listening devices. I for games, you said. Uh, yeah, an I for games. Yeah, A Y E I A A Y E. Yeah, he just did it. I don't know if his RSS feed is fully where it's supposed to be, but. I mean, you can look it up and it should at least bring it to the page where he, where he has it coming off of. Let's go ahead and talk about this real quick, guys. We started off as a Guild Ball podcast. Are we done with Guild Ball for the foreseen future? What the fuck we, do you want to talk about? We, we didn't start as a Guild Ball podcast. We said from the very beginning that we were just going to talk about whatever games we're playing. So, Boom. And this, is, and this is part of the reason why we chose a name like Rage Quit Wire instead of one that was very specific to Guild Ball, which some others have done. We, we, we chose to be the Rage Quit Wire for a reason so that we could adapt to whatever happens. And yeah, because we, we like being pissed off. That. We like being pissed off over all sorts of games. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Oh, man, Chris, you are not salty about this at all. Well, I mean, I, I think it was when your fans when are that, disappointed. It, I think it was in one of the no, no, they're not because people listen in all the time to be pissed at me and the opinions I have, and that's I'm fair. Pissed off a bunch of fucking people. Chris so, went heel the other way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I can always turn heel, no matter how they expect it to go. Um, <laughs> they're like, man, I can't wait for Chris to bitch up a storm, and then they get this, and they're like, what the fuck is this? They're like, fucking Chris. Well, I'm fucking, I'm fucking angry enough for all the angry people. So that's fair. Fuck. That's fair. That's there's fair. enough. F- I think there's enough f bombs in here. Maybe there is one person. It's weird because yeah. usually Don and I are the casual ones. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I I pointed it out. I mean, basically, you guys are the ones that ruined Guild Ball. So, I mean, thanks a lot. <laughs> Chris, is just, Chris is just one of those guys that couldn't win in a tournament and had bad bad feels yeah, after a tournament. There it is. Uh, oh, and that's why I want a guild ball to end. Yeah. It wasn't the losing; it was the fucking kidney stone, Chris. <laughs> oh, yeah. was. Good that was God, a, man. That was a life of hell that day. Um. So, and then I had to play those fucking navigators. 
Oh god, so, so good. That was funny. So to the listeners so though, right? So listen, we're still putting out content. We've been doing it ever, even though Guild Ball's been, you know, dead. When there's been Guild Ball content, we put it out. So if for some reason things pick up, if there's an interest, if you know, a Steamforged or another company starts releasing events and it kind of spins back up, you know, we'll talk Guild Ball. I have no problem talking Guild Ball. I have no because one thing we didn't talk about that I would like to visit, and we touched on it briefly, is that they do plan, at least that's what they say. Now take that for what it's worth. They do say they're going to finish the fluff out. So they did say season five fluff will still come out. Expect it Sherwin, in a week or two. And Sherwin's working on it. Apparently Chris and you know has his sources and it's a week or two, which would be great. That might you know calm some people down. Oh, by the way, that might actually throw me into a fucking rage um, depending on how that fluff ends. Good. Hopefully they kill Ox. Fuck you, man. That's, <laughs> how dare you? Hope they all die. <laughs> yeah, the whole butcher's guild just dies. De- <laughs> oh, you better not. Sherwin, if you're <laughs> listening to this, you better fucking not. And and that's the thing. So I'm really happy that at least they're letting Sherwin, they're not leaving it open. They're not just saying, Sherwin, just kill it. You're done. Um, they did give him the opportunity to release that stuff, which I don't think is a big cost to them anyway. So I wouldn't have understood it if they didn't let him finish it. It's probably been done for years, right? Like maybe, it's probably maybe. been holding back as there's been delays in release was- dates repeatedly. <laughs> It's been sitting on a boat on the way from China for two years now. Yeah, yeah right. I, mean, I have no doubt. <laughs> oh, man. So, John, last thoughts. Just summing up just thoughts no. of this whole shitty experience. No? Right, let's come on the podcast. That's all I want. Uh, all right. Well, maybe you can, you know, PM him and, you know, ask him if he, he wants to come on. Well, you want to, maybe you can go on to his podcast and bitch for a little bit for oh, him. Uh, we could just like yeah, talk. That, that could be good. I wonder if like all the bets are off now that he's not working with Steamforge. Like he'll just give us all the nitty gritty. I'm sure I, they're still an NDA or something. Yeah, but I mean, like, well, if no, it, yeah, but like, I mean, what are they going to do? Take all the money from his brand new podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're we're gonna sue sue you for money you're spending instead of making. Like, I don't know. I don't know how that shit works. All right, Chris. What about you? Um, welcome to the world of Bushido, Pete. I'm really excited that you're going to get into it to now scratch your itch for your sex thing. Fucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> and first, fucks that because I am hey, knee deep a, in loving some Malifo. That is a growing community. I'm just saying, like, you can get in and. I don't know if you missed it, Chris. We're a Middle Earth podcast now. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fucking right. Um. <laughs> Yeah, talk, talk, talk about talk about a game that like is limited as far as like where you can go with it. Like, there's only so many characters in Lord of the Rings. There's a great many, but Lord of the Rings is finished. <laughs> so I, I will no, say there's a new Amazon series coming out. Pay attention. That's not that's not the same, and you know it. I don't care. You think you think Games Workshop ain't gonna make some money off of that? Fuck, oh, no, no, man. <laughs> But I will say, though, you know, because a lot of people have expressed like, oh, well, you know, I'm not supporting God tier and I'm not supporting, you know, their other games. I I am I am spiteful. Like Guild Ball is going to have to do something in the future to have me ever play a game again, um, just because I'm kind of like, well, you know, there's not really a point for me to play this game anymore. And are you going to show up for Nick's uh, God tier charity? I was, I was going to say I am still going to play God tier. I still like God tier. Right. Um, they, I they haven't, don't I, I don't know if I want to buy more, more of it. That's the thing where I'm kind of like, I think I will. I don't think I'm that pissed about guild ball where I'm not going to support that game because I do like the game and I do see them putting efforts and money into it and it's developing and it's a good game. So I don't think I'm going to just abandon ship on steam forge. Like some people have said, it, and it's not the right decision if you liked God tier. Right. Like it, yeah. it, it just matter of factly, it isn't like if you say fuck Steam Forge and fuck God tier and all of this kind of stuff, it's the wrong decision if you actually hope one day to get the rest of that stuff. Right. Just swallow your pride on it. Don't run your mouth. Talk about the great experiences and, and create a post on Gubs about great times that you had with God tier or excuse me, Guild Ball and how much you're going to miss it. And then hopefully in times to come 
Because you know that they've got fucking rules for those those models. Like even if it's not all tested out, you know yeah, they that they, they they've the prepped for that entertainers guild. Can we rewind that and and play the part again where Chris said, "Swallow your pride and don't run your mouth." <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you. Does all the time, John. This is advice for other people, not for me. Do as I say, not as I did. Yeah, exactly. Come on. I mean, Trump's our president. You don't think that that's a reasonable standard? Um, <laughs> we don't. We do. We do not talk politics on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh i just got a bunch more god tier models like so i got that whole like um chosen pledge or whatever the the smaller pledge yeah and by the way shout out to danny dean from texas um who you guys have met um yep. yeah i played danny and, up in dc yeah so um i i he he gave me a deal on that um packed it great so the stuff didn't get come all fucked up and i shot him over the uh the payment and paid him friends and family and there were no problems with him shipping it out immediately to me. Like, so it's always good having like a great interaction when you're yeah. making a trade and you're trusting somebody enough to send them the money of friends and family so that they don't, you know, they don't have to pay any fees. Yeah. I think, um, that's another thing I was going to say about that's been great about playing guild ball is the people that we have met, not just on the podcast. I think if you've played guild ball, there's been people all around the country and in some cases all around the world where you've met people that are that were passionate about the game. You met people that were just a ball to hang out with. E- even the super competitive end, like I got my teeth kicked in multiple times by Mike Klein and still fun as hell every time, you know, BSing with him. And it's just one of those things where I think that's why people are angry because they just remember all these awesome times and just now it's just dead. And I've told multiple people interacting with them today that you want to know what I still play tabletop games. I still play, you know, lots of different games. And, you know, one of these times, hopefully we play, we have a game in common again. Right. So I told people like, Hey, I still play these games, Malifaux, God tier, uh, you know, whatever else game I'm in, not Bushido. And (laughs) if (laughs) I think it is, Chris is lonely. So remember those times and just lean on those and talk with those friends. Try to get in another game with them with some kind of other system. Like Dixon's a great example. Dixon's been hounding me for a game of Malifaux and I played God tier with him the other day. Um, So yeah, just keep in touch with those friends you've made in Guild Ball and just play other games with them. Like be like, hey, what are you playing now? Cool. Well, why don't we meet up sometime? Play it online or let's play it at the shop. Um, Let's meet at, you know, a big con when they open back up and just play games. Yeah, I, I I agree with that, and yeah, I I, I hope that I, I recognize people are upset, but I I really do hope that people take the advice and get on Gubs and share your positive. Like I forget who it was, but somebody shared he, all of his like painting that he did over the course of Guild Ball, and it was just awesome to see. He's he's uh, and I wish I remember the guy's name, but he's the guy that did that full that, uh, team of like uh, Fangtooth. Was it? Oh. Like every, every, he did every union model, but with a fang tooth variation. Yeah, I think it was. Is that inspiring hat? Is that no? Yeah, I I don't. I don't remember. I've seen a a couple of those. Like I saw. I remember Jared Turner posted his. I saw his pictures, and he had some good looking models. I don't remember who that one was. But but yeah, I mean, I, I I wish I wish Gubs would be flooded with. These were the positive experiences. Hey, I want to at least, you know, say goodbye by shooting out all my awesome painting or maybe people have a farewell event, you know, with whatever handful of people are still playing in their area. And, you know, hopefully it turns it around and Steamforge says, okay, all right, we'll, we'll release this other guild or, or we'll, we'll, we'll do this little thing to help do some rebalancing or something like I, I would love to see that. Cause I, I want to convince them that it's worth their time, not convince them that they made the right choice by being a bitch fest. Hmm. I'm, I'm getting kind of tired of this nostalgic, like sentimental Chris. It's well, I'm not liking it. Hey, yeah, what, what, can I, what can I say? I, uh, I give the people what they don't want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turn and heal by being nice. Fuck y'all. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, um and uh yeah, that's 
that's my that's my opinion on this this whole thing. And Sherwin better not fucking kill Ox. They'll really piss me off. So if you want to hear some bitching the other way, wait till we get that season five fluff. Good. I still won't read it because <laughs> I'm the competitive player that killed the game. That's right. Well, you want to know what, guys? I think we've got a lot out there. We got some bitching out and remembered some of the good times. And like I said, I'm not going to be playing. I haven't played any Guild Ball. It's one of those things where there's been no incentive and no development. So it's just one of those things. So those of you that are still playing, definitely, hey, keep fighting the good fight. You know, that's all I can say is just keep playing your games. Keep there, This can be easily a fan-made thing. And it, and it probably will be because if a game like Blood Bowl, which I don't like Blood Bowl, can have a community-driven like fan base that keeps it alive, I have no doubt Guild Ball is going to do the same thing. It, it's going to stay alive to spite game, Steam Forge games. I'm, I'm going to say that. Um, any last thoughts, guys? Anything else you want to get off your chest before we roll out of you? Nah. All right. Well, I'm not even going to bother with all the promotional crap. If you support us, you know how to do it or you know how you're doing it. Uh, thanks to, for our patrons who do. And you want to know what? Until... Should we invite people out to that charity event? I mean, we can. Uh, so if anyone can make it down to Charleston from, you know, maybe the the surrounding Carolinas areas. and Georgia um, and stuff. On Sunday the 23rd, I believe it is. Yep. Um, our buddy Nick, he always does a charity event that's related to some sort of fandom. So he's done like charity events that are related to like 24 hours of playing video games, and that kind of stuff. He's running a, a God tier tournament on sunday i think it's the 23rd of yes, august 20th. it is the 23rd okay so yeah if anyone wants to make it down here and wants to play some god tier i know that there are people that have god tier models and maybe you don't have a big community um but you want to make it down here for a god tier event you know head down to charleston get in contact with pete or i and we can give you the details and we'll be supporting a good cause of you know medical care for kids oh yeah i'm gonna plan on making that happen Yep. So come on in. Come on down for that. Like I said, we'll post up the uh, the information for that uh, event. But until till that time when we uh, record again, folks, make sure that you roll dice, throw lots of salt, steam forged way, because we love pissing them guys off. And <laughs> we'll see y'all next time. Peace.